chicken sign where it was those bright red and it was uh, oh. <laughs> like the surface of Mars in Kramer's apartment. <laughs> there's people out there going, I hate Seinfeld. Uh, but there's, I think there's a lot more that love it. Uh, that was such a funny episode. All right, uh, Larry. So, uh, Seema, you're glad you went then, right? Oh, always. Are you glad you're home? Always. <laughs> you know, it's like most things. You're always glad when you go. But, you know, there's always a small party is always glad when you get back home as well. Hello, I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the premier show for Jeep enthusiasts and hardcore off-roaders. Whether you're new to the Jeep world or a seasoned Jeeper, we've got you covered with the latest news, tips, and advice to help you get the most out of your Jeep. On tonight's episode and our news stories, the GTS Team SEMA update and all about the new electric Wrangler. Are you excited, Larry, about the electric Wrangler? Just giddy. All electric. All, <laughs> all electric. electric. So all the electrics. This isn't like the for the starter and the, the 47 batteries they put in there so you can have that fast start and stuff. This is just, it's all electric, all battery, all the time. High voltage, low voltage, all the voltage. <laughs> Just don't test it with your tongue like a 9-volt <laughs> battery. So in our discussion, uh, we're going to have a uh, discussion about a headrest safe. Not not a safe headrest, but a headrest that is a safe that you put stuff in. And it has a lock and all kinds of stuff. It, it, it's interesting. I found it interesting. And uh, you guys have heard of them before. And actually, I think Mopar even has uh, has these that you can order with uh, with the new vehicle. Uh, the Something similar, anyway. Hot head headliners and more. And in our, uh, in our discussion, uh, easy for me to say. And in our must-have stuff for your Jeep... Go Rhino High Lift high, Hydraulic Jack. Now, I, they're not calling it High Lift because I can imagine there's all kinds of uh, issues there since it, it's basically the same thing as a High Lift Jack. But I'm calling it a High Lift because it, it lifts high, you know? So it's, it's just, it's, it's good description, Larry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've covered something like that a while back. I think it was an ARB one that was like $1,500 or something, but yes. uh, it, was, it was still kind of cool. And, and didn't, didn't, didn't you have to have a drill or something to, to operate it? No, not the ARB. That was a different one. Oh, okay. But I remember there was one that you'd take a, a powered drill drill to run it up and down, which which I thought was cool, but for that kind of money, you know, it should have come with a drill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Hi, I'm Larry, and SEMA was a blast. Oh, I bet. Hey, and speaking of a blast, you know, this is a, I know this is a stretch, Larry, but hell, I'm going with it. Uh, you Wretched. can become a Patreon subscriber, and we are making it easy for you. You do not have to pay, uh, at least not initially. I don't know. Maybe you got to give them a credit card. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, you would, th- you would hope I would know something about this, but I don't. So uh, go over and find out for yourself uh, and uh, subscribe to a seven-day free trial. So now you don't have to pay to to give it a try and see if it's something for you because you know we don't want you subscribing uh just, just simply because of uh the love for the show wait what am i saying yes we do yeah. uh <laughs> kind of the point tony <laughs> so stay on target <laughs> luke you've turned your targeting scanner off so uh the uh, the seven day trial is exactly that you get to go over there and poke around and uh, listen and see what's available there uh the exclusive content that we have there uh and uh, whatnot uh so go over there and give it a try and uh, we've got uh, uh two recent uh, uh 
trial subscribers uh, on the books now. So uh, maybe you'll we'll be the third one. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how you can, can become either a Patreon subscriber or a seven-day free trial subscriber. All right, Larry. Uh, so the Jeep Talk Show went to SEMA. So this happened, uh, what was it, uh, week, week before last? And uh, yes. it, was, uh, it was a really neat event. Uh, and I can say that I really enjoyed it uh, primarily because I didn't have to walk around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me. There was plenty of ibuprofen and uh, soft shoes going around there. Oh, it looked like it was a blast. Now, uh, when was the last time you went? You went last year, right? I've been the last four years. How did it compare? Yeah, so, you know, in the other years, there was always uh, a new vehicle, right? Whether it was a Gladiator or the Bronco. This year, I think it was just more about the event and just the vehicles in general. There was no big groundbreaking vehicle, per se, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, the year the year of the Gladiator, every booth had a Gladiator in it, and then the Bronco was the same way. Not not so much this time. Did you get the feel that there was more um, customized uh, off-road vehicles? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what this this go around was more about the parts and you know what you could do to those vehicles more so than the vehicle themselves. I think that's I think that's smart. I mean, I don't know that they actually uh, made that uh, companies made that determination, but you're more likely to sell a part for your Jeep than you are to have somebody that like Greg Anderson does just totally overhauls the vehicle and makes it right. into something completely different and really really cool. I mean, that's not going to happen unless you got hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and it's going to be few and far between, but the I would say the bulk of everybody there at SEMA was the whole point of it is either sell some kind of point, some kind of part or service or something for your vehicle, not not the vehicle per se. Well, you're more likely to buy that, right? I mean, because right. you can afford that, and you and and you know it's fun to have somebody just build you an amazing vehicle, but uh, there's a bit of pride I would think involved in doing it yourself. Yeah, we've all built a hundred thousand dollar vehicle a couple hundred bucks at a time. <laughs> That's right. It, it, it's easier to deny too. I oh, did absolutely. not spend that much money at one time well, on that vehicle. <laughs> well, we've all heard that. We've all heard that story about the wife selling the vehicle that you said you've only got twenty grand oh, in. Oh, and here's the receipts uh, that will sell you, <laughs> so your wife doesn't kill you. So um, now you actually went over to the tools section because you are a, a builder, not initially a, a uh, an off-road builder, but you you build things, you weld things. You have your your welding channel uh, that people can see on YouTube. Uh, help me out on the name for that uh, YouTube channel. Larry. It is Jeeping Mo. We do uh, builds, welds, trails, you know, a little bit of everything. We don't niche down to one specific, but we get all over the place on on that channel. Are you on those ACDC drugs to keep you focused on uh, on, on tasks, Larry? Well, seems like you're all, seems like you're all over the place. <laughs> I'm all exactly. Squirrel. Everybody tells me I should niche down on the YouTube channel. Well, that's no fun though. It's I fun think it's doing boring when you. Yeah, it's fun doing. That. I mean, I'm exactly the same way. I get focused on one thing, and then I, I pretty much understand it or get it. It's never quite complete, but I get yeah. really damn close, and it's usually well, usable. But at that point, yeah, we'll save that for the OnlyFans. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How to replace yeah. the bearings in your Sherpa pole. Um, there you go. That's a, uh, that's a great uh, segment there, uh, Larry. You could, uh, you could do that on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you get the stripper pole. That'd be funny. That'd be worse than going someplace to buy those uh, Magnum condoms, wouldn't it? It's, you'd have to be nervous about that at the checkout. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to find a stripper pole. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> oh, you mean, you mean the small ones? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we did go over to the tool section. Actually, uh, Chris and I, we spent some time walking around there. And we actually ended up spending quite a bit of time at a Harbor Freight booth. You know, it's amazing when you look around what Harbor Freight has done and all the tools that they provide and build for, you know, the average people. You know, it's amazing some of the stuff they've done. And they've moved out of that, I'm going to call it the cheap Chinese knockoff. I was just going to say, now nothing against rough country. I like rough country, but rough country has kind of a connotation to it for, for lifts and, and uh, their, their equipment. I always kind of thought that Harbor Freight was the, was the rough country of the tool world. Is, is that right. not the case? Well, we all, we're, most of us are old enough to remember, remember the old Buffalo tools. And you, you'd buy a tool and you'd use it once because it would, it would be, bro- be broke right after that. Oh, my God, no. I think I started but, off with Craftsman. <laughs> but, you know, Harbor Freight's tools anymore, that's about all I buy. And I really don't break them anymore. And, it, it you know, especially stuff like a, uh, a three-inch axle nut, you know, socket. How often are you going to use that? It's ideal for stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, might, no. as well, might as well get an inexpensive one, and the, the half dozen times you may use it, if it holds Correct. up, it's, it's just a lot better than having a, a $100 tool sitting there doing nothing. Right, and they do give you a lifetime warranty, not to turn this into a uh, Harbor Freight commercial, but they give, right. you a life, they give you a lifetime warranty on the stuff. Like I said, I've not broke any of their tools. Uh, we, we usually try to buy like their Icon brand, which uh, they've expanded that in, you know a lot for the show but i really i really don't have any issues with them and then they've came out with so many cool little devices that uh we spent quite a bit of time you know looking at those at the show did you see anything that really caught your eye that was like oh wow i i I gotta get me one of these yeah so the biggest one is you know what a porta band is right the little handheld uh I do not. Band. No, I well, do not know what that is. It's a little handheld bandsaw that you can you can buy, and it you get like about a six or eight inch you know throat you can cut with it. But you can cut different things on your vehicle or whatever. But there's several places who make makes kits to take that porta band and make it like a you know a vertical bandsaw. But one thing I thought was neat, we covered this in our in our tools video for SEMA is Harbor Freight took and made a mount for that porta band. Now obviously it takes their their porta band, but it also works with all the other brands. And it allows you to take that and make it a horizontal bandsaw for cutting. And then you can flip it around and make it a vertical. And it's a it's a whole hundred and nineteen dollars. So it's just like, you know, that's a pretty cool I can't buy the materials to make that that little device to hold that porta band, and that way you can you can cut pipes, you can do normal bandsaw work, you can do a lot of things with the porta band, 
And you can, and you can get nice attachment. straight cuts without that uh, the coffee jitters or, or whatever it is that you're coming down off of uh, screwing up the cut. And, oh, absolutely. And, and it goes back to that same thing about buying expensive tools that you may use a half dozen times or ten times uh, as opposed to something that's a lot less expensive, does exactly what you need it to do, the the minimal, minimal amount of times you're going to use it. I mean, a lot of tools out there are built for um, everyday use uh, repeatedly th- for years. And uh, why do that? Why have that? I mean, it's nice to have, absolutely, but why spend the price? Especially if, if you're building something at home, uh, maybe for yourself, maybe for some friends, whenever they see what you built, you're still not going to be building enough of those to, to justify right. the cost of that multi-thousand dollar tool. Yeah, because, you know, I'm guilty. I like my gadgets and my little fab shop at my house. And there's some things that I want to buy that's going to be several thousand dollars under the illusion that I'm going to use this all the time. <laughs> but we all know. It's lying to it. ourselves. Yeah, lying yeah. to ourselves. I know. You're, you're going to use it a couple times a month if you're really hitting it hard. And that way, you know, little things like the little portaband horizontal and vertical saw, it's ideal for that. But, you know, they have... They have little welding fixture tables that you can buy, and uh, it's got the, all the little holes you can put the little fixtures in. And they've done a really good job of making hand tools and devices that the average guy can uh, can use in a shop and not break the bank. Mm-hmm. What uh, those uh, those welding tables? Do they fold up? Can you put them on the wall after after you're done so you can still park the vehicle inside? Yeah, so they have two of them. They have the fold up one, which is. To me, one of the funniest things, because they sell it at Harbor Freight for $89. Now, I've seen that same welding table and different sites for $300. And, wow. you can't, and you can't tell me it's any different, because I think they probably all buy it from the same spot. Mm-hmm. But then they also make, it's a permanent, you just, it's a table. I'm going to say it's probably like four by three or somewhere in there. And it's got all the little like half inch holes that can take fixture pins so you can align things. But yeah, it's a they have some pretty cool things. And they've got a little utility trailer that they were uh they were uh marketing there, which is it's uh made out of what I, I call Unistrut. You know, it's it's a very lightweight trailer, but for a thousand dollars, if you're just wanting to haul your lawnmower around or something like that, it, you know, it's not not bad for that. Right. So uh, out at SEMA, uh, now you went out there as a Jeep Talk Show team member, and thank you very much for going there and doing that and talking up the show. Uh, did you get to meet anybody you hadn't met before, or um, do something there uh, uh, due to your your exclusive Jeep Talk Show access? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, we, we, I, no, I can't say that without laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we got to meet a few people, and, uh, you know, we've met, we met some of the other YouTubers that I interact with, you know, online only, and, you know, that's, and, you know, through, you know, through Bob, you know, one of our team members, F-U he Bob, knows. you, 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 you got to say the whole name. F.U. Bob, that's right. He knows everybody. He knows everybody there has all the connections, so all of a sudden we'll be at another booth. And well, well keep it. in mind, there's a difference between knowing somebody and see you coming somebody. Oh, there comes Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bob's great. I like giving him a hard time, though. <laughs> but, you know, that's one thing nice that um, him and uh, him and Bill both, you know, did a lot of really good short clip videos yes. that, you, that you've been posting on on Instagram with all the different manufacturers, they, they did a, 
outstanding job getting all those little clips of the different products that let's face it you know i've i learned this through youtube you can make a 20 minute video on a product but people are checking out in the first minute or two oh yeah so so him and bill did a great job of getting a a quick you know 45 second ish type of a product overview in out and uh it, it was really good yeah, there was. They made it uh, real easy to uh, uh, to edit those things, and especially the ones with some B roll uh, were were nice. It's had that uh, that next level of uh, video editing there, and uh, I did uh, almost all of those uh, to, to date uh, in uh, the DaVinci uh, software, yep, uh, run, video editing software. I run that as well. Do you? Uh, it, it's really nice. Uh, I I just used. I mean, I got it three or four days ago, and. Uh, uh, I've done a lot of video editing and like in the Adobe uh, uh, Premiere Elements, which is not the high end uh, job at all. It's like the tools we were talking about. You know, you can spend a thousand dollars for a tool that you may use ever so often, or you can spend uh, sixty bucks on something you use a lot of, and uh, it, it's just a lot better, uh, especially with the number of views that we get. Um, I, I don't think it has to do with the content or the editing. I think it's just uh, we had just hadn't caught on. Uh, in the in the video arena, but certainly the SEMA videos uh, and as good as they were, I think that's going to really help. I think that the one with uh, one of the two that we did uh, with uh, Greg and under uh, uh, unofficial use only uh, is up to like fifteen hundred uh, views on uh, TikTok. Um, talking about the uh, uh, the uh, the three ninety two uh, build that he had, he had done. Well, that was an outstanding build. I spent I spent a few minutes drooling over that. I've heard a rumor that it has a duck infestation. It has a what? Duck infestation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were playing along or if you didn't hear me. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that rumor too. I know nothing about that. Uh, let me let me do my imitation of uh, Greg. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I hear I hear though that sometimes ducks find their way into luggage. Luggage. That's all I, and that's uh, all I hear shops and uh, <laughs> just trying to figure out how to make it as part of a bowel movement. Um, yeah. So that would that would be that's this that's this good podcasting there. So <laughs> so Seema, you were there for what, like a day and a half? Yeah, we was there for almost two full days. Oh, really? OK. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot of walking. Right. So in that amount of time, you see pretty much everything you want to see. And at that point, the ibuprofen starts wearing off. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of walking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. Um, but uh, the uh, – oh, and, uh, of course, you had to have seen uh, the sphere. I mean, how could you not be able to see the sphere? The thing's so damn big. Yeah, you know, what I kept waiting for was the eyeball. I never did get to see the eyeball. Oh, although I, yeah. Although I've seen a jellyfish and, you know, a bunch of other stuff that it puts up there. I would like to eventually get there and – you can actually see movies inside of that and concerts. I think that'd be a pretty cool one to see. Mm -hmm. So uh, inside story, I don't, I don't think there's any problem with me telling about this. I was uh, talking to Ken at Tyree Light, uh, Lights the other day, and uh, he was driving out uh, to SEMA, uh, but his wife uh, and uh, a lady friend of hers were going to be flying in to Vegas because they were going to go to a concert at the Sphere. 
Okay. And uh, so uh, she wasn't looking up any information on it. She wanted didn't, didn't want to have any preconceived notions about what, <laughs> what it was like or what it looked like. She wanted to be, you know, all inspired by being there. But Ken's not that way. And he was digging around, looking at stuff. And well, he was cool. just amazed at, at everything he was seeing. So you know what Ken did, right? looked up more stuff or he uh he got a ticket uh he bought a ticket to that concert oh okay <laughs> so while he was there he uh he went to the uh, went to the concert so he actually got to go on the inside and see it from the inside which uh, there's oh, been wow. some videos of it but I, i'm sure it, it's like going to moab it just uh pictures pale in comparison to actually being there and doing that so uh if you know ken with uh, tyree lights ask him how the uh, how the the uh, the show was and uh, if he looks at you with a serious face and goes, how the hell do you know about that? Just tell him you, you, you don't know. <laughs> I just, don't know. I just thought I just you, there was a rumor. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, and that's just it. You, you, when, you see, when you see videos of the sphere, you always got to wonder how much of that is just enhanced or yeah. whatever. Yeah, like especially but, these days with AI and uh, right. programs like DaVinci. But, you know, the... Uh, the graphics on the outside of the sphere are next level. It's uh, my hotel. I was at Palace Station, and I could see the sphere, and it was pretty cool. It was amazing, the graphics that were put on that. Did it keep you up at night? Was it uh, they needed to do a, a nighttime dimmer on it or anything? Oh, no. Oh, no. I had no problem sleeping. <laughs> it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode with uh, the Kenny Rogers chicken sign where it was, it was bright red and it was uh, oh. <laughs> like the surface of Mars in Kramer's apartment. <laughs> there's people out there going, I hate Seinfeld. Uh, but there's, I think there's a lot more that love it. Uh, that was such a funny episode. All right, uh, Larry. So, uh, Seema, you're glad you went then, right? Oh, always. Are you glad you're home? Always. <laughs> You know, it's like most things. You're always glad when you go, but, you know, there's always a small party is always glad when you get back home as well. I'm thinking if we can just get uh, wormholes, uh, that's, this is going to really make a difference in the attendance to things around the world or depending on how far the wormhole, wormhole goes uh, further away. Because you could literally could uh, just wait to the last minute, uh, and some of us do this anyway, wait to the last minute to leave. Uh, you walk through the wormhole, you pop out in the, on the other, uh, the other side of the wormhole at your destination, and then you walk around and you go, oh, it's time for lunch, and you pop back home, have a lunch, and then pop back to the event. Uh, maybe you sit down on the, uh, the, the, the recliner there for a bit. Oh, and if they could work in some time travel, some time dilation into that, you could actually take a nap. Uh, Absolutely. Be- between events. <laughs> yeah, we got to spend some time with, uh, you know, Julianne and the uh, – Sprintex booth and you know um, Chris and then they, they did a couple of interviews as well. So yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Chris was uh, cruising around out there with the the red uh, Jeep Talk Show polo shirt and red uh, Jeep Talk Show hat. Uh, I know uh, that uh, that you guys were uh, going and talking to uh, the various people. We actually we actually kind of made a plan this year. Uh, it wasn't anything that I thought, and I'm sure you guys thought the same. It wasn't anything that was going to be uh, adhered to 100%, but it's better than having no plan. And and I no. think some of the items that we talked about were, were done in that. Certainly getting the videos was uh, was one of the main focuses, uh, so as to get a little more, um, um, you know, a, a cred out there in the, the social media world. And uh, gosh, well, I, I guess I've put out like five or six, maybe seven uh, videos so far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the guys did a great job getting all those little clips on some of those products. 
And, you know, I'm going to blame Bill for one. We were at the uh, Gorano booth, and he showed me the aluminum fenders and everything. And, you know, I, I've thought about for years of just making a set for the Jeep as a, as a YouTube project. So I'm thinking that maybe we end up building a set. Oh, good. Uh, did you happen to see – I know you saw the video. Oh, and I actually, I saw you walking around uh, in, in the video that they took uh, there at the Combat Off-Road. Uh, those fenders that uh, Bill was uh, looking at and showing on the on the video, my God, those are some sharp-looking fenders. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I was thinking like uh, plastic bushwhackers is, is what they looked like, but they, were not, they weren't plastic at all. They were aluminum. No, Combat made some really nice, uh, nice aluminum fenders for that thing, and uh, you know, I'll be self. I'll admit, for a long time, I kind of poo pooed the uh, aluminum fender idea, but they did a really nice job on those. So it's something I'm thinking about, uh, you know, building, you know, for myself as well. But you know, Combat did a really nice job on those, and like those doors they made for the Gladiator. Mm -hmm. They did a they did an outstanding job on that. Yeah, I don't uh, remember the the lady's name, but she goes by Off Road Pony on Instagram, and uh, I saw her uh, demoing those uh, those uh, doors on YouTube, and I'm sure it's Combat Off Road on YouTube. If you guys want to check it out, and uh, I really like the latches. They were like not latches, uh, the the hinges. Uh, they looked mm -hmm. like factory hinges, right? And uh, that that just gave it a quality look to it. And uh, I really like the attention, the detail, uh, and, and Bill points this out in the, the video we put up, um, that the, the, the passenger door lines up with the, the, the rest of the Jeep. It doesn't leave a, a two-inch gap like uh, the half doors or some of the stuff you get from Jeep does. So it looks like it's more made for the Gladiator. And I, and I know Jeep is just making half doors for both the JL and the JT, and it, it needs to match up with the one that they're going to have more of, which is probably the, the JLJ, or in this case, the JLU. And, uh, but uh, those little attention to details mean a lot to me. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, uh, there was a lot of that. And you, you, had, you had talked a little bit about that, you know, about the uh, jack that Go Rhino had made as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I wish I'd have seen that one. I, I missed that. Uh, and I'm, I seen the video that the guys did with that. And uh, I, I, it looks a lot more sturdy than the old standard, you know, high lift or farm lift. Yeah, know, farm it, jack. It, it acted like it was lifting nothing in the, the video that I watched. Uh, and I like that it has that handle. Uh, again, it, the ARB one apparently has a handle too. Uh, you know, the the just just the, the price that I looked at online, the ARB uh, hydraulic jack is it looks like to be a, a very similar product, but it was one hundred and fifty dollars more. I can believe it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and I don't know if uh, I, I mean I think I mentioned this in the uh, the video or, or in some some form or fashion uh, in the, the the text of that uh, that post. Um, Go Rhino is now part of Real Truck, which is a, a sponsor here on the show. Yeah, I've seen the Real Truck. They uh, they had they had a couple really interesting vehicles out there as well. So if you like, the and old, none of them were Jeeps, right? No. The Did they have a Jeep? Yeah, I was gonna pick. I was gonna pick on uh, on Frank about that. Say, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, the first you walk in, you've seen that big. Uh, oh, they had a the, huge area, didn't they? Yeah, well, you've seen a big six door Ford sitting there. You look at it first, and it just it takes you it takes you just a split second. Wait a minute, there's three doors on that side. <laughs> but yeah, the, so they had a huge area, and then. 
I'm pretty sure it was Real Chuck, Real Truck, who had the FC sitting in her booth. I think you're right. Was it the red one that I saw? Yeah. Oh God, that thing was gorgeous. Yeah, because we were looking at that and and uh, yeah, it was Real Truck. I had to look it up real quick because I forgot. It's one of those things you look at so many things you forget what booth things are in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But the, that was a really nice FC that they had. They had this really nice aluminum set up on the back with the, and they had a rooftop tent on the very top of it. But it was, uh, they did a really nice job of restoring that that FC. I have a, un, and I think it had an LS in it too. Uh, the uh, I have an unnatural fascination with the FCs. I'm not a big '50s style vehicle person, uh, but uh, seeing that uh, that '50s uh, Jeep. Uh, it just really, really fascinated me. And, of course, uh, it was a number of years ago now, now maybe 10 or so, that uh, Jeep came out with an FC concept vehicle uh, that was just amazing. It was more, a much more modern uh, look. Uh, had a bed in the back, and uh, this looked like a, a badass son of a bitch. But I just can't imagine going on Hell's Revenge in an FC. Could you? <laughs> well, so actually, that was, that was a conversation Bill, Bob, and I all had standing there. I think it'd be okay going up. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Right? <laughs> sure. Up. But going down, <laughs> I, I think that would kind of test your nerves a little bit because it already looks like it's going to flip forward. Yeah. And, and I, I can't imagine going down in a vehicle. <laughs> well, at least you have the illusion of something that's in front of you, you know, the nose of your, your Wrangler or Gladiator that's right. going to protect you. But. <laughs> But when you're going down and you're going, oh, look, a penny, because uh, it's right there on the ground. Because it's right there. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, exactly. it's like, it looks like a 90 degree drop. And you know it's not, because if, if you were me, you were glancing over to the inclinometer a lot. <laughs> yeah. You- it's just fun. I mean, it's just, well, it's surviving. That's the fun part. Oh, I survived. I'm, this is so much fun. <laughs> yeah, you'd have a firm grip on that seat. That's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> Pucker up, buttercup. Exactly. But I'll tell you what. That was a really nice build they did with that. Because, you know, we've all seen other versions of an FC, right. anything from, uh, you know, the old beater to, you know, to the really nice version. And I like that bed they put on the back of it mm-hmm. with that rooftop tent. Now, I don't know that my, you know, my fat butt would be getting up in that rooftop tent. But, uh, yeah, it was really well, a nice job. That's another uh, another use of that Go Rhino hydraulic jack, Larry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you just need a friend. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, maybe you will have a friend with a all-electric Jeep Wrangler. I mean, all-electric Jeeps, sure, but an all-electric Jeep Wrangler is this? Has this been the thing you've been waiting for, Larry? Um. Well, I don't know. I, 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 I would, <laughs> don't want to say anything negative. Say well, a I negative. Would, <laughs> I would kind of doubt it, but you know, you never know. Well, uh, and I've said it before, sooner or later, there will be an electric uh, system that it just makes it stupid to use an internal combustion engine. I mean, they'll still be around. People will still have them. Uh, it'll be like the F, uh, uh, the Ford cab Jeeps. People will still have them. They won't be daily, uh, daily driving them, but it's going to be nostalgic. It's going right. to be how it was done in the past. And that's what's going to happen with uh, internal combustion engines, which are uh, now uh, known as ICE vehicles, internal combustion engine. And uh, so it's going to happen. And I, I maintained uh, that it has not happened yet. And I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon because uh, the electric vehicles are now only just now getting on parity with uh, the distance you get out of an ICE vehicle. 
So I wonder, you know, we all seen the Magneto that, that uh, Jeep put out right. for Easter Jeep Safari. Now, at least it had a stick shift. And granted, that really was just a selector is all it was. That's okay. <laughs> but at least you got an illusion that you're driving a stick shift. I wonder if the the, the uh, new all-electric, if that's going away still, I would imagine it would. Or we think you, so. This is Because we're kind of getting into golf cart territory here, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there might be a button for forward and reverse, um, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the so the 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 Jeep Wrangler uh, built its Delantis factory Toledo, Ohio. The current generation JL uh, will uh, stay on course until 2028. So your ICE vehicles and your hybrid vehicles uh, should uh, still be there until 2028, and and, and I suspect that that time frame will bar, barring any. Um, major um, uh, things that are coming out, and and frankly, if it was coming out by 2028, uh, somebody already knows about it, uh, and I don't think there's anything on the horizon that is going to be uh, that will come out that that be that that quick and uh, make a huge change in uh, battery technology or power generation. Because uh, I still maintain we need something like an internal combustion engine that you put stuff in it and it runs. It doesn't require a charge, an external right. charge. Uh, I don't think they're ever going to fix the situation where charging time is uh, a few minutes like it is for uh, pouring in fuel uh, as opposed to uh, hooking it up to the uh, the electricity thing. Anyway, uh, there uh, is going to be an update to the uh, Wrangler 4xe hybrid uh, in 2025, but things get interesting for the next generation off-roader. The UAW deal shows production of the J70 Wrangler starting in 2028 with two electric powertrains. One will be battery electric and the other using a combustion engine as a range extender. See, this is what I'm talking about. Electric vehicles aren't ready yet because the engineers are telling the, telling the rest of Jeep, you can't do it. People are we're going to get really bad press because there's going to be all these Jeeps broke down everywhere and, and actually not even broke down. Just They just don't have power because they but ran we, out. Yeah, didn't we do... Uh it was on one of the previous episodes where one of the Stellantis executives were talking about not being able to make money just yeah. building electric vehicles. Yeah, wants the, the government to tell us, okay, you're pressing, you're pushing these electric vehicles. How are we supposed to be able to make any money doing that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder how I wonder how these two line up because it's good to have that projection, but if you're saying that currently I can't make money doing it. That's got to affect that the other end as well. Well, and and I've made this comment before, and I and I don't want to upset uh, the UAW workers. I mean, we love you, we we do, but I, I I seriously believe that you cannot make a inexpensive electric vehicle uh, with all the requirements, all the labor requirements that the UAW is putting on uh, not just uh, uh, Stellantis but GM and Ford. I seriously believe that before uh, it's only going to be new companies that start up that don't have these labor deals in place. And they, of course, and they, they can always be true, too, that the labor deal goes the other way, that, uh, that, that faced with the uh, inability to be employed, they may make more agreeable terms so that these companies can stay in business and continue making uh, their vehicles. But I think companies like Tesla, they're doing everything they can to make the vehicles cheaper. Uh, and and uh, you know I think I've made this comment before too. It's like when the internet got big, how the the music industry suffered. At least the middlemen suffered because they weren't making money off the music anymore. The artists were going uh, more direct 
to the the consumer. And of course, that's what Tesla is doing. They they don't have middlemen. I mean, I'm sure there's some, but they don't have dealerships and all these other things, uh, UAW workers, all these other uh, places that they have to pay, which has to be handed down to the consumer. So they're working on making the vehicle cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, less parts, less maintenance, uh, and that means uh, higher reliability and uh, dropping the price to the end user. So I think we're going to be seeing a big shakeup in the automotive industry where either the, the big three or four have to uh, adopt the same type of strategy or they're going to go out of business. Right. Yeah, because if you look at, if you look at like a Rivian, let's say, they only make one vehicle. It's all electric. I mean, they make a couple different models of that electric vehicle, but they're not trying to make gas and electric both. So, uh, you know, and, and they're not making money either. So no, it's no, they're not. Something to, it's something with staying, I think, staying focused on how you build it like a, like Tesla has. How do you innovate that And uh, instead of trying to be all things to all people? Mm-hmm. Well, you may have a point there. I'm thinking they could do both internal combustion and electric vehicles, but they can't build the, the electric vehicle like they build the uh, internal combustion engine vehicle with all the the multitude of parts uh, right. that they need to have much fewer parts. And, and frankly, an electric vehicle doesn't need that number of parts. They don't need the, that, that amount of complexity that you have to have in an ICE vehicle. And obviously, more parts, more complexity means more price and more people building it. So, well, yeah, one thing for sure that I think that come 2028, if, if they're anything at all like the, the Ford Lightning, where they give away sixty grand for every uh, vehicle oh, they sell, it won't last long. Mm-mm, no, it won't because these these companies are going to run out of money sooner or later. All right. Well, speaking of running out of money, uh, Larry, I know that you probably have never seen this before. I just happened across this on a YouTube uh, video the other day. Uh, it is a head re- rest safe. Head rest safe. It's easy to say. Why can't I say it? Uh, have you seen anything like this? I have never seen it. Isn't this like wild? I mean, you're talking about a Jeep, especially whenever it has a soft top on it. But let's be let's be uh, real. Glass isn't much of a, uh, a deterrent either. And uh, but this is a, a headrest. You replace the headrest on your uh, your passenger seat, and it has a little flip down. Now, with this thing flipped up, you don't see the the buttons that you press to open the safe. You don't see the little knob that you you twist to open up the safe, and you have that hole inside of the of the headrest as a place that you can put your gun. I mean, valuables. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it real easy to, you know, just reach over there where the headrest is. Your your wife or significant other is going to think that you're going to caress her. Uh, <laughs> no, no, getting the gun, honey. I mean, get, get the, the out. valuables out. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I thought this was really neat. And um, the, the downside that, to this, I think, was, well, does it look exactly like the headrest you already have on your Jeep? Because if you're buying one for the, the passenger side, if it looks different than the uh, the driver's side, well, that's going to be a clue that it's that maybe that's something special. Yeah, you got buy two. Otherwise, yeah. it's too obvious. Well, you know what? They, they thought of this. And they don't sell it. Uh, they don't sell them in pairs. I mean, they, 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 they this is, and of course, this is what I like to say. This is how they get you. For $399, you can get this headrest safe. But for only $100 more... You can get another headrest that looks just like this one. It's not a safe, but it looks just like this one, so you can replace them both. Would would, you, would this be anything you'd be interested in uh, having, Larry? I think I would if it would be if you couldn't just press a button and pull it out. 
But if they have some way to retain this into the seat where you can't just hit the adjusters and slide oh, they the do. Whole head. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I thought you meant an easy access to the in- inside of the safe. They do. They have a locking mechanism that goes in there. So that you, that's what I thought, too. So, well, that's fine. I don't need the, I don't need the combination here. I'll just take this thing home and drill, right. it, out of, and drill it out at the house. Yeah. <laughs> So they do have a locking mechanism uh, okay. that's, that's part of it. I, I read that part of it. I don't have it here in the show notes. I'll, yeah, I'll then, that, that. Might be, then that might be something that I would be interested in because, like, like you said, if you put that in the passenger side, you just reach across and get out whatever you need to get out to take care of whatever you got to take care of, and uh, that, that could come in handy. Oh, and, and don't uh, don't be like me. Don't uh, telegraph your move by going pew, pew, pew while you're grabbing for the inside <laughs> of the safe. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously you could put anything you wanted to in there uh that would i mean it's a it's a fairly uh good size area i mean your wallet um uh, but maybe, probably not your keys but uh <laughs> that'd be funny if you had the uh, the remote not remote start but the the rfid starter uh, yeah. thing and you put it in there and it still works it's like i don't know how it works but it's working i'm going to driving to mexico driving to canada so uh, I like this. I thought it was a cool idea. I have never seen anything like this before, and uh, you can uh, find out more about it in uh, this episode's show notes at uh, 920. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for uh, episode 920. Oh, and it's called the Headrest Vulcan Leatherette Headrest Safe Passenger. That, that's a name. And it, Yeah, and it comes in uh, multiple colors, too. And I, I don't think any of them were bright red, though. So that's that's kind of a downside. And it was funny, uh, the, there was a, uh, in the, the YouTube video that I watched on this, I, uh, I, I think my, um, my uh, comment was, uh, but why can't you just give it a live, live uh, say live long and prosper and the, uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the door opens, you know? <laughs> the Balkan handshake. <laughs> Somebody says, that's a weird comment. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they don't listen to the show, do they? <laughs> you got to know your audience. Yeah, I didn't. Got to know the audience. So uh, that was really cool. Uh, so, uh, oh, uh, this other thing I wanted to talk about, Larry, is uh, the headliner, the hot, specifically the hotheads. Although there are other manufacturers of this, do you know what I'm talking about when I talk about the hothead headliners? I know what you're talking about, but I also kind of see a theme here. Spending money. <laughs> <laughs> Headrests and hotheads. Oh, I guess so. I didn't think about that. So uh, the thing that got me, I thought the hothead, the headliner thing was a really cool idea, no pun intended. And uh, I went over there and looked at the price. Uh, currently, for the 2018 through 2024 Jeep Wrangler JL, they say four-door, which <laughs> us in the know know that as a JLU. Uh, right. I understand why they did that, though, because it makes it nice and simple for people to understand. Uh, the, the, the hard top headliner kit is $419. Ugh. I could buy a headrest safe uh, for that. Exactly. <laughs> So I don't know if you recall uh, this or not. I know Chris. Uh, Chris does. We were talking about this the other day. Uh, he thought it was funny uh, when I had made the uh, the one the the single test uh, headliner for for I the Gladiator, that. and he goes, he was laughing. He goes, he goes, if you uh, when you when you get those things done, uh, you got to have Josh back at least for one show so he can shit all over your point again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember that show. He says that was just that was great. That was so fun. That was so much fun. <laughs> so well, I'm glad you had fun. But yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh, I've got it all picked out. I just need to go buy the uh, the the sheet of um, insulation, and I'm sure the headliner people do something a lot more strategic and uh, specially made than uh, just getting a, a four by eight sheet of. Uh, uh, wall insulation, internal wall insulation. That's all I was going to get, and then cover it with some. Uh, I've, I got everything else. I even got the glue to put on there uh, right. to, to hold it down. So I just got to uh, uh, make another one. I still even have the uh, uh, the pattern uh, that I uh, that I made. Uh, so I'll be able to cut another one out. Really, really simple. So looking forward to doing that. But uh, you don't have anything like this on yours, do you? Do you, you have a hard top? Yeah, I have a hard top. As a matter of fact, it should be going on in the next couple of weeks. But no, we don't have any kind of headliner or anything in it. I'll be honest with you. I haven't had any problems in Texas, southeast Texas, with any with heat radiation from the from the freedom panels or the hard top. So really, the only reason I'd be putting on the, this on there is I, I like the way it looks. And also, too, I want a place uh, to put my honor badges and uh, uh, maybe some uh, embroidered badges if I happen across those. I think it'd be a great place to uh, to put those instead of on the outside of the vehicle. No offense. Yeah, we change out the tops for wintertime just so that we get snow and ice. It doesn't damage the soft top at all. So I know I've been talking about this for a long time, but damn it, I'm going to get to it. I have everything I need. Uh, I just need to get the the 4 by 8 sheet of, uh, of insulation. And damn it, Larry, the main reason why I haven't gone over and got it, because it's like 8 bucks. I mean, this stuff is cheap, you know? And it's a 4 by 8 sheet, so I should be able to make 156 of these things out of that. Not not really, but a lot of them. And my main, main concern is, is that it's uh, 8 foot long, I got a five foot bed, and I've got uh, Easter Jeep Safari uh, stuff still in the bed of the Jeep. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's, there's a multitude of things that have to happen: cleaning up, uh, making room, and still, it just got five feet. So I really need to cut this thing down, which is not a problem. It's just foam. But where do you cut it? Because if I just randomly cut it in the middle, that it's, it's going to wind up being where I can only make like a half a headliner. And I'm going to go, well, I just wasted a nickel. <laughs> you can work out those numbers ahead of time. Exactly. And that's been the problem is actually measuring and figuring out the cuts. And, you know, I got computers and uh, CAD stuff, and it wouldn't be that difficult to do. It's just, I don't, know, I don't know, four episodes a week. It takes a lot of my time. Uh, but uh, so that's really the stumbling block right now is just actually figuring out uh, where, to, where I need to cut it so that I can get the maximum number of these things. And, you know, frankly, I need two. So it, it doesn't even really matter. I could just... Uh, break it in half and then uh, bring it home and, uh, and cut what I needed and, and put it together. I think I spent 30 minutes making the, the first one. Uh, and that was the first time making it. And then a few things need to change. I mentioned the adhesive uh, that I need, to, I need to put on there so that because uh, you don't want the it's like a headliner sagging. Like if you ever had one of those, especially oh, XJs yeah. were very well known for that. So uh, over a period of time with humidity and heat and stuff, it, it starts sagging a little bit. And uh, also, too, I need to uh, do a little research on how to cut the material to make it form around the, uh, the, the, the backside and not have um, the little folds sticking up. Because that's another thing that's going to push it off of uh, whatever you uh, are using to connect it to the, uh, the freedom panel. And uh, I was thinking about using some Velcro so it could be easily taken on and off. But I don't know that I even care about that. Um, just use some Gorilla Tape and uh, tape it up there and let it stay. I, I can't imagine what the uh, advantage to taking them off would be. Can you? No, I think if you're going to do it, just uh, double-side it with something. Uh, you know, my, my mind instantly goes to like a Dynamat-type material, but something double-sided so once it's up there, it's up there. Yeah. 
And uh, also, too, and I don't know if uh, if I've ever mentioned this to you. Uh, do you know about the uh, the exciters? They're basically speakers without the cone. It's just the, no. the, the magnet bit. <clears throat> so you can take these exciters. That they cost next to nothing. Uh, they're the same price as that 4x8 sheet of ply, uh, not plywood, 4x8 sheet of uh, foam board. And uh, you put them on a surface like my foam board and uh, run uh, the line to it from some audio source. And now the, the foam board becomes the speaker or the speaker cone. So okay. it, just, it just excites that uh, that whether it's a, a painting on your wall, um, a, a piece of styrofoam or a styrofoam cup or whatever you uh, I mean, I even uh, was playing around with it and I put it on my uh, my wife and my daughter's head and they could hear the music uh, from their their skull vibrating. Did you hook your GMRS radio to it? Absolutely. And that's kind of what I had in mind was a, a communication speaker, because you could literally have it on the headliner above your head and the sound would be coming straight down. You could even position it so that it was close, closer to one ear than the other. It doesn't I mean, nice. it's, it's not stereo. It's just mono. There's no reason to have it stereo. We've got fancy stereo speakers. So it would literally be a hidden communication speaker. Sounds like you have your next million-dollar Jeep talk show idea. <laughs> it's just, the million-dollar Jeep. But I, yeah, I get these out, Larry. I don't. I don't come up with them for myself. I always you gotta, give it. You, you got to clean that. You got to clean that truck out. <laughs> which sounds like that's going to be the hardest part of the whole thing. Yeah, I got to fold that tin up. <laughs> and, and then get to prototyping. Yeah. Well. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, I think that's really cool. I bought one of those little. Uh, it's like a soldering iron, except it's made for cutting foam. Right. It, it just has like a long. Uh, like a wire, stiff wire on it that heats up. And so it goes mm-hmm. to the foam really, really easy. So, uh, yeah, that's the only reason why I could think of I might want to make it uh, where it's removable is that I could pull it down and uh, try to get the, the exciter to fit uh, fit in there uh, where it uh, it doesn't uh, push the, the headliner down. It needs to be kind of flush. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a really neat idea. It's a, a hidden communication speaker. You still have to run wires. It's not Bluetooth. I guess you could make it Bluetooth, but there's the whole getting power to the unit. Uh, so you still have to run wires to it, even if it was Bluetooth. Bluetooth is actually really easy and really cheap to do uh, on devices like that. Uh, so, hell, I may even make a Bluetooth device, and it's just like, here, you need this wire to hook it up to the, uh, to the power. Uh, <laughs> I guess you could put a, a rechargeable lithium battery up there and uh, just charge the battery every so often. Wow, I'm giving people all kinds of information on how to do this, aren't I? Just, make, just put a connector up there so that when your freedom panel goes on, it, it makes a connection. And that way you don't have to plug or unplug. It actually just disconnects real quick when you take the freedom panels off. Yeah, well, I mean, it really depends on how um, <clears throat> how much power this thing draws. But you could put a nice flat lithium battery up there and run a, a USB uh, a, a plug where you would plug into it to charge that battery. So it literally would, uh, would function without uh, any wires, uh, but you just have to charge it like we have to do these days. Right. There you go. So anyway, uh, but what a what a great way! And if it was really cold out and that that lithium battery caught on fire, it'd warm you up for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we need roast. Yeah. Well, that would be the ones under the seat. <clears throat> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And you talked about watching videos while you drive. And you said that you are 99.99999% sure that it's illegal in most states. So here in North Carolina, it's legal to marry your sister. So I'm pretty sure the authorities are cool with us watching uh, Hee Haw on the way to the Piggly Wiggly. 
And in case you're wondering, Wendy is not my sister. Unfortunately, I only have a few brothers, which made prom very awkward <laughs> for the both of us. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you I put ketchup on my shopping list. Yeah, now I can't read it. But it tastes delicious. Mm-hmm. I'll love me All right, boys ketchup. and girls, I'll chat you later and have a good one. Bye. What do you think, Larry? Uh, marrying sisters, would you move to Arkansas for that? Mm, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> I don't imagine anybody want to marry their sister, much less stay in the room with her for very long. I mean, you, you know, you grew up together. You know how it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so coming up in our next uh, interview episode, we're excited to announce uh, that uh, it, we uh, will have a special guest uh, interview with Mark uh, also known as Zabo, because I can't pronounce his last name at all, uh, about his Jeep military experience as an A6 and F-18 Hornet pilot flying off of carriers. Did you have any idea that Zabo was doing this kind of shit in his off time? <laughs> I know he has, I know he's struggling coming off rocks. I don't know about <laughs> <laughs> There is nobody, nobody that goes to a Jeep talk show event or, or, or posts up on the Discord that does something uh, silly or just happens to any of us that we're ever going to live on live that down, whether it's Rick and his uh, foray into a, uh, a nice big uh, river or lake, or maybe that was the ocean he was in. It was, it was a lot of water. Uh, or uh, Mark uh, f- uh, slipping and falling on the rocks at the uh, the last Jeep Talk Show Texas event. You know, I think I think I told you this, or maybe you already heard, he had to have stitches uh, not on, only on the outside of his arm, yeah, on but on the inside of his arm. You could see bone after that fall. But I'll tell you what, that's pretty cool. F-18 Hornets, I used to work in a facility who uh, made those, and that's an impressive uh, aircraft, so... Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what he's got to say about that. Yeah, so I'll just apologize ahead of time. I remember uh, towards the end of the interview, if not the last thing he said was, he goes, maybe next time we can talk about my Jeep. Because <laughs> I love I love airplanes, and I love the military airplanes especially. So uh, if, if you really like uh, flying and military aircraft, uh, you're really going to enjoy this interview. And we did talk about his Jeep. It just wasn't primarily about his Jeep. I needed you there, uh, Larry, to say, uh, hey, what about Jeeps? Hey, talk about Jeeps. <laughs> All right. In uh, this week's must-have stuff for your Jeep, uh, we are looking at uh, the uh, the thing we already talked about earlier in the show, the Go Rhino uh, hydraulic jack. And do you know the name of this? Uh, you, you saw the video, Larry. What's the name of this uh, this jack? I don't know the name of that jack. You don't know the name? It's El Gato. El Gato. Okay. You remember the the uh, not Runaway the the um, the movie where um, uh, the Rock uh, was a uh, a bounty hunter and he was going after that kid and he was down in Central America someplace and there was this uh, figurine the statue golden statue and that's what it was called was the El Gato. And, okay. And somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the Rundown. That was the name of the movie. Funny movie. Really funny. Um, so the, the Go Rhino El Gato Hydraulic Jack, it, it, it retails, uh, at least on the, uh, the Real Truck site. And if you're confused, uh, Go Rhino is now part of Real Truck. It retails for $649.99. I say $650, damn it. Stop messing with our uh, emotions. Uh, they uh, introduced the El Gato, and this was at SEMA. There's a, a video up on the, uh, the Jeep Talk Show Instagram uh, page. Uh, El Gato Hydraulic Jack from Go Rhino. This innovative jack takes its name from the Spanish word for cat. Meow. Uh, inspired by an anthology of cats sitting under cars with their tails hanging out right where you would use the jacks. The El Gato climbs a tooth head metal support like a cat scaling a tree. Oh, I, I see that they 
like working overtime on this one. Yeah. Lifting your vehicle with ease. This isn't your average recovery tool. It's packed with advanced features and technology to elevate your lifting experience. Uh, Go Rhino stands behind the Elgato series with a solid five-year limited warranty, longer than most cats live, uh, ensuring your investment is protected. I like that. Nice five-year investment. And I remember, uh, I believe it was Dan that we uh, we uh, got the, the video of at uh, SEMA. Uh, he made it a point to say it was very easy for anybody to use this jack so that lever is long enough has enough leverage to it so that uh any uh, any size man or woman uh not 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 their quote i'm and i'm not not necessarily my quote i'm just guessing uh will be able to use this jack you know what the most common question i get about this is how am i supposed to change my tire if i'm jacking from the wheel <laughs> yeah although even even on the high lift that's where you're supposed to jack from Right. So what, what would block. you what would you tell somebody? I know what I've told them, but what what would you tell somebody when you're, you're, you're supposed to block the axle after you jack it up? There we go. That's exactly right. Because if you have a, one of those little bottle jacks, those small ones, you may not be able to lift the, the axle up high enough to get that wheel off. So if you jack from the wheel, put some stuff underneath your axle to hold it in place. Not only can you take the wheel and tire off, but the one that has air in it. Or once you've got this one fixed and putting it back on, you'll you should have enough room to get it back on there. Right. So uh, yeah, and that's another thing. Make sure you jack it up high enough to allow for that because uh, I, I know it's happened to me where you know you take it off and uh, it came off just fine, had plenty of clearance. You get the air back in it, and oh son of a bitch, it fit coming off. Right. <laughs> then you got to air down that tire to get it on. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, it, it's really nice. It's a really nice uh, jack, and uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, the the team had time to uh, do a video of that we were able to bring that to you guys there on our Instagram, and it's other places too, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, where else? Uh, oh, uh, the Tic Tac. Yeah, it's a good video. Yeah, so there's there's multiple places. I found out from uh, from Bill. He uh, was accidentally shooting in 4K, which was which was wonderful because I had done some some scene cuts where I would go from uh, the the wide to the the uh, focused in like the one with Steve for Power Tank, and right. the, the detail of Steve's face was still there, and I had zoomed right. the hell out of it, and that, that that's what it was was the 4K stuff because yeah. I was uh, outputting it in 1080. People are going, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah, I shoot everything in 4K. All right, so thanks for listening to this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us improve the show and reach more Jeep, Jeep or Jeep enthusiasts like yourself. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. The Tic Tac would be great. Of course, we mentioned Instagram. Instagram is another place to see the, the videos and posts that we come up with first. Oh, and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date for the latest Jeep news, events, and giveaways. Uh, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out all that information on where to go, where to look, where to poke, uh, where to have uh, fun. Finally, if you have any questions or comments or ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you'll find multiple ways to contact us. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Broadcasting since 2010. You know, I used to be able to think of random things to say just immediately. <laughs> and and now it's just like a blank. I remember Josh was always coming up with something random to say. Uh, I mean, I come up with a lot of, a lot of crap and uh, it's really surprised that uh, I've lost that ability. I guess I'm getting old, Larry. Well, you know, it changes every now and then, so...